Hello and welcome again to the Just Bloody Post It podcast, a show for creatives who are marketing their work online. I'm Helen Perry. I teach marketing to small and brilliant businesses. Thank you for coming. This time we're talking about what it takes to start something. We don't talk enough about courage. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't have fear, you're probably not thinking big enough. It does, it's not, it doesn't scare you. So courage is where it's at. And we talk a lot about confidence as well. I wouldn't say like I have masses of like, you know, I've always been, you know, a confident child or I've always had, I would say, a real sense of self or who I am. My advice is just focus on courage, just do small things every day. Our guest is the award-winning author, columnist, brand strategist and founder of a new guided journaling app called Storia, Elizabeth Uve Benene. Elizabeth started her career in corporate marketing but became a full-time writer in 2018 when she co-wrote the inspirational, best-selling, award-winning Guide to Life for a Generation of Black British Women, Slay in Your Lane, the Black Girl Bible. She went on to become a columnist for the Financial Times and Grazia, a speaker and writer of more books and now is a tech founder creating and launching Storia because she wants to allow users to journal as a community to keep important thoughts close on their phones and share them with other like-minded people to help them feel connected and less alone in a way that maybe is more real than it is on social media. We talk a lot about how hard this launching an app business is, but I began by asking Elizabeth what it's like to become an influential best-selling writer in your 20s. When I first uh, got that recognition, I don't think I realised the gravitas of what that really meant. That was probably about five years ago now. And I guess, yeah, five years later, you know, made a pivot into a different industry and have, you know, written different types of books and engaged in different types of, you know, um, places of work. And also um, have spoken to various types of people. I definitely think that, you know, showing up as your yourself and an environment that allows you to kind of like thrive is an ultimate superpower. And those are the types of spaces uh, that I um, I like to flourish in. I think as uh, as black women, um, as women nonstop, as people actually, I think it's a human truth universally. You are almost like a chameleon. You go from you know one space to another, and we're always adapting because we're you know natural people pleasers. That's how we we tend to um, we tend to kind of like be as people. So I definitely think that showing up as you know authentic self and and deciding what parts of yourself you want to kind of you know show and uh, share whether it's in a particular meeting or whatever context that is you know yeah being able to kind of almost be a transformer um is a superpower and one i i think back then even when i wrote my first book i didn't understand how much of a superpower it really is i think being able to context switch yes you can look at it as as, as a negative but you can also look at it as you know you're amazing with people you understand you know how to get the best out of them and you you leave people better than you found them. So I think wherever space you're in, you can take these guiding principles and show up as yourself. What's your kind of working life like now, five years on from when the book blew up, 2023? What kind of different environments, I suppose, are you in now? What are you chameleoning through? So different. I think that if five years ago, um, more than six years ago, when I was still in the corporate world, 
my days have changed so much. So when I was an, I was, was going to say when I was an author, I'm still an author, but when um, writing books was the central focus of like my days, um, it was way, it was, it was dynamic in a different way. So I would, you know, spend time if either writing a column in the morning then working with my best friend in the afternoon. And then in the evening, probably going to an event to do a book um, signing or a book event or a panel. So I think I was getting in, like I was having a lot of late nights and then late morning. It was a very different type of like schedule being a writer full time. Um, and I think it was quite, I would say quite pedestrian in some aspects, but then very like intensely busy in other aspects. And I, yeah, and I, I definitely, I definitely was able to kind of, my people skills really, really were tested during that time. And I don't mean tested in a very negative way, I mean tested in a in an amazing way because you're meeting different different types of people, you're hearing them, your listening skills go up because you're, you know, you're hearing their stories, you're exchanging yours. Um, so now my life has changed and my day looks so different to what it looked like a year ago. So now I'm building um, a tech startup I had the wonderful idea of doing that. And some days I'm like, I wake up and it's like, oh my God, how, why did I ever think I could, you know, do something like this? But um, but yeah, my, I've got a team now. So making my having my first employee and building a team of like freelancers that work with us day in and day out. And, you know, that's a total different sort of like um, day. And it just, yeah, it's very different to what it was before. And I'm still coming to terms with that, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. That's really a nice bit of, Honestly, I appreciate it. Like, yeah, starting a, a tech startup is a, a big thing. That is, is self-doubt something that you, you deal with or is that actually, that's not a problem for you? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's it's, uh, it's something I deal with. Um, you, I think I was saying to someone the other day, when you're an author, you spe- you have a lot of positive reinforcements. So your editor loves your work and, you know, your, 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 the marketing person loves your work. And, and, you know, most likely the people that buy your book love your work. Maybe a few are annoying when they go on Amazon and say it's not a good review, whatever it is. But in all entirety, you're, you're around a lot of positive reinforcement and that does brilliant things for your ego. Um, and it's super, and it makes you humble as well because there's a lot of humility when someone connects with your, your, your writing and, and, and how you convey a message on, on paper or, or um, over a book or whatever medium that is. So um, I don't think I experienced a lot of self-doubt along the journey of being an author. And I was really lucky that I had, a, I have a best friend that I was working with quite closely. So we didn't, we didn't really, we were, I felt, you know, we're, we're two forces separately and together were just, you know, a very electric movement. So I never really experienced that. I would say making a shift from now being a founder, there is incredibly, there's incredible self-doubt because you're, you know, especially someone I've raised money and very few black women have, have, have done that. Raising capital, you're on the journey of someone telling you five, you know, not just gonna say five. I was gonna say like, like you get like five no's a day, um, and not just like a kind no. Sometimes it can be brutal. I don't think this is ever gonna work. I don't think you know. There's so many different things. So you you build up a conviction in what I'm doing more than I've ever had to because there isn't a lot of positive reinforcement, you know, like I may send the newsletter out and someone unsubscribes. That's very, you know, you're, it's very different to when you're an author, you've written a book, you either love it or you hate it. There is no sort of like middle ground. And most times people tend to, if they know of you, they like to, they like to like your book. But um, in tech, it's very different. It's very, 
um, male orientated, very male dominant as well. So there is a lot of feedback that, you know, it's just very different. Publishing and the tech scene are polar opposites. And I think self-doubt is something that I experience, but it's how you come through those moments. So I, I'm almost feeling kind of like the, the I, I work alone and you do have to develop reserves of like, it's okay, carry on. Like, you know, you're not just keep, but especially when you've got the pressure of in, employees and, uh, and then having to put something out like your baby out into the world when it comes out and, and also you know the the, the, the finance um, aspects of that but you know that I, I can sense how you're having to build a really deep reserve of like conviction and self-belief that you know you need to write a book about that when this is done. You said I'm um, not writing it already. <laughs> <laughs> so you're having to deal sometimes with people questioning what you want to do. Um, what are you trying to do with the Storia app? Talk us through it, the idea. So um, Storia is my my latest baby. Um, it looks very different to my other babies, um, which is sometimes of like books and, and, a, and, a, and a tech product. Um, and the, the real problem that we are trying to do with story is bring people together um i think tech and even before tech um there's so many studies that show that we are living living in a um, the loneliness epidemic um i've written about this in my book the reset and um i advocated for a much more community driven approach to our work working lives um and i really believe that concept can be applied to to journaling i really believe that journaling can help us belong in a world where we are almost poised to misunderstand each other and deliberately so as well. So um, through powerful daily journaling prompts, through a community that we're building on the app, um, we really hope to inspire people to to be on the journey with other people. Um, and really, um, I think the insight comes to the fact that, you know, our journeys inspire others. And therefore we believe at Storia that our journals can inspire others too. So the real big meaty problem that we're, we're trying to solve is the loneliness epidemic and helping pe- people feel like they 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 um that they are understood and they are heard. Um, I was saying to someone the other day that loneliness is one of those weird things that when I was like, I think the first time I felt lonely was when I was probably, when I was 10 years old. And I remember like, um, I had a house full of like siblings and, and people, but I remember going to the corner, um, the corridor and, um, and I was like upset. And my auntie came over and she was like, oh, what's like, what's wrong? Like, why are you upset? And I just couldn't articulate properly um, how I felt, but I think I, I think I said like, oh, I'm lonely. And she didn't understand because she was like, well, you have like siblings and you have all, and I didn't understand why I felt lonely. But I think over time I understood that loneliness is not just about proximity to other people. It's about being connected to them authentically. It's about feeling like you understood. And I think I spent a large part of my childhood, um, and even adulthood feeling misunderstood. And that's why I believe that I have an amazing group of people who you know, really understand me. And that's like my tribe. And um, I definitely believe that, yeah, loneliness is, you know, is killing us. There's so many aspects. And with Storia, really believe that journaling, rather than it seen as an individual pursuit, it can help us belong and um, and, and match us with different people with, with experiences similar to ours. You, like what you just said, like hinted at my next question was, but as soon as mm-hmm. you started talking about the app being a community 
thing I was like but journaling it like seems so solitary to me in my like my idea of what journaling is it's something really private that you might do in bed at night before you go to sleep how do you take that act and make it part of something bigger something that does connect you to other people rather than it being something super personal we are journaling already but we don't call it that So microblogging such as sites, such as Twitter, um, Instagram with photos, we are documenting our lives as it's unfolding already. And for me, journaling um, is about self-expression. And you're right. I think for a long time, it's been seen as, you know, a very solitary pursuit. But if you look at how mindfulness was, you know, taught um, and how it started, it was done in groups. It wasn't done as a one-to-one thing. That's a very Western approach. Uh, real healing and and, and and real mindfulness and um and and sort of our well-being is done communally in other parts of the world and that's how that and I think journaling has um taken its own sort of like you know individual self-care which there's space for but with Storia when I really think about what is the pressing problem what is my life's work where I believe that we can make an impact and I do believe that the category needs um, and by the category, I mean the journaling category. The journaling category needs um, the human touch. And I'm seeing so many um, journaling apps that are very much AI driven and, you know, you're, you're, you're chatting to a bot. And I think there is space for that. However, with Storia, um, we're focused on the problem we're trying to solve. And we believe that journaling and sharing our experiences can help us belong and help us feel like we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And um, I, the, how we do that through the app um, is through sharing our experiences that, you know, on story, you can create different journals depending on different, you know, parts of your life. And, um, as the app develops and what we're really working on now, what we're really excited about is being able to, like you would, for, like, for example, on Spotify, listen to an album, you would be able to, you know, read a journal. I read something the other day, it was like a quote, I'm just paraphrasing. So excuse me. It was it was like we keep notebooks because we're we're kind of uh, working towards that finished product. But what if the notes were is the product? And I genuinely love that idea. As our story unfolds and it keeps unfolding, there's a record of how we're feeling and how we're ex- and how our journey in that specific time is going. So yeah, we're currently working on on that um, solution and testing and seeing how it goes. And we're really excited to kind of build. A, a journaling app that helps us belong. How are you, um, are you using it at the moment yourself and what kind of things are you writing into it? Of course, um, not everyone always says like, you know, you've got to create something for yourself. And if I didn't use Storia, that would be like the worst thing in the world. So um, I, uh, and one of my favorite questions to people that have the app is, oh, what's in what's in your Storia? Because, you know, you have like some, one of my friends has four uh, journals and she showed me the other day and she's got, you know, it's got, she's called them different things. And I was, I was wondering, oh, do I have the similar? It was so interesting to see how she used it. But for me, I've got a journal called Founder Inspo, where I share like interesting things, quotes, um, podcasts, or just things that like help me to like things that I find inspiring. The other day I was reading the blog post of um, of Can- the founder of Canva, Melanie 
and she was writing a note. She wrote a note to herself years ago when things were really difficult um, during her journey. Obviously, you know, Canva is worth billions and billions now, and it's just has such an amazing impact in all our lives. Um, and I, I read that note and I was just so inspired by it. So I just took part of that note um, and I put it in my note and I just put a title of like, you know, to remind me that, um, you know, someone as successful as her also went through a very difficult journey in building her company. So Founder Inspo is a really eclectic mix of things I want to remember. I want to be inspired by things that um, make me feel like I'm not, you know, on this journey alone. Um, so you've got, it's a real um, interesting mix. And I've got a much more personal one called Founder Life, which is very much the real things that I'm experiencing. Sometimes I, I can, I can, you know, just have you know like I said moments of self-doubt and I really want to capture it in there or I can have really moments of excitement that oh wow what a great breakthrough and it's really nice to sometimes look back and I'm just like oh okay I actually felt like this before um and see like patterns in my in my right in my um journal taking so those two are they operate very separately but they have a distinct feature um and sometimes I share my founder inspo to like you know a few of my friends who are also on a journey um as in, in building companies themselves so it's quite interesting and then I've got positive affirmations one and my mum sends me whatsapps you know, quite often of, you know, really positive things and Bible verses and, and things like that. So some most, you know, I've got into the habit of just archiving her chats, if I'm honest with you, because it can just go. <laughs> so what I do, what I do, the ones that really resonate with me. That's I, you know, that's like actually quite a precious archive, I would say. It really is, it yeah. really is. Right, okay, you've given me loads of ideas because I've been testing it out too. And I started off with one that, that didn't seem to that didn't seem to take hold, which is I had a journal called like work thoughts. And I think actually I just write those down on my like notepad normally. The one that is working for me is gratitude notes, where I'm just yes. writing down just small things that I'm grateful for. I've really gotten into gratitude practice myself in the last couple of years which even saying that makes me feel a bit cringe but I do no. really believe that actually taking a moment to go like you know my daughter ate some broccoli today and like I was nice to my friend because I did this thing and you know just noticing small things in your day really makes you happy I think it really can help tackle anxiety or negative thoughts and that kind of thing so having somewhere to write that stuff I think is really nice Absolutely. And this is the science backs this up because we aren't prone to a negativity bias as humans. If you if you get like a piece of paper and you put like a, a small dot in, you know, the left hand side of it, your eyes are going to see that red that dot. Like it is not gonna look at the the the, the space around that and all the positivity is going to focus on that dot and there's science that backs up how gratitude journaling really enhances our well-being and when you look at you know the studies that show how people um when they're you know at the end of their lives um the things that they speak about they mention being happier like being grateful for the people in their lives so the relationships the strength of the relationships are is a key driver of, of happiness and the things that they like the little things in their lives that they're really grateful for so ultimately as much as you know we're living such fast-paced lives having moments to reflect is really 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 like um life-changing I think it's just, I think it's a really really powerful thing and it doesn't have to be that kind of like I'm, it, it can be I'm grateful to have a roof over my head but it doesn't have to be big stuff it can be so 
small and I think just focusing in on that stuff with and not letting it go past you is just uh, is just an amazing thing if you're not doing it give it a go I was wondering kind of a lo- a- along the same lines and also it's tied I think to loneliness I wondered when I was thinking about Storia earlier are you setting this up almost like against not against social media as an alternative thing to click on on your phone when you might otherwise click on Instagram and feel a bit shit is is it almost is there anything in that yeah I definitely um when I first came up with the concept it wasn't really in that world of like consumer social apps if I'm honest with you it felt like it was more in the headspace and calm um area and category however as the idea has become sharper and crystallized and the vision has become just like really urgent in terms of like waking up every single morning and being like, yeah, this is a problem I want to solve. This is something that I want to give to the world and it's something I'm dedicated to do. It became more apparent that, yeah, it is like um, an, an, um, an antidote to some of the issues that we have with some of the apps that we are currently drawn to and the negativity around them. So I definitely see Story as just a place where you're able to kind of share your journey in an authentic way and people who are experiencing something similar, whatever it is, I'm starting a new job. Um, I really want to pivot into a particular part of my like particular area. Um, Like you're able to, so I've got a friend who is um, a pediatrician nurse and um, she she, um, celebrated 10 years of of being a nurse um, recently in her field and she was journaling about it and she was telling me about it and I just found that so powerful because I also see her as she also has a business as well so she's got a side hustle that she's you know been working on and um and, she, and it was I and she, she was telling me she's like two different you know journals for those things and I just found that just like wow we are multifaceted beings and we aren't we don't have to be on a particular like the some i think the, one of the problems with these sites um that we've you know that have been morphed into you know um states basically um have enormous power it, it forces you to be really polarized and and as humans we are multi we're multifaceted and there's such nuance in our experiences and our journeys and i think that we really want to kind of um showcase that and reflect that in in the design of the product in the language of the product and, and everything with storia and journaling shows your the changes you go undergo as well you know I normally think something different by lunchtime I've had an opinion on my breakfast you know so <laughs> the power to change like, our minds <laughs> it's quite nice to like that will be nice to chart over time how hard is it Elizabeth to start an app oh it's the hardest thing ever this is the biggest challenge that I've ever 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 done in my life I feel like my whole life has been leading up to this challenge because there are so many facets of it there's building a team there's building an audience for um, an app there is like stepping into a leadership role in a different way making sure everyone's on the same vision everyone you're getting the best out of everybody making sure you're making the right decisions for a product um do you love it i have a real perfectionism as well and being an author doesn't help because you are allowed to really you know to the end and once it's printed you're like really happy with it and even then you're like oh maybe i'll change it from 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 you know if i wrote it again now but as an app it's you're always iterating because you're always learning so all the values that i've always really cherished so striving for excellence um curiosity um leaving people better than you found them are 
you know, they've really starting an app and building um, a tech company really brings those things into sharp focus. And it's really, if you, it's, you know, some days are great. Some days are like, oh, this is the journey I'm on. I'm challenged and it's exciting. And then other days it's like, are you kidding me? Like, how is this my life now? Like, how? <laughs> so it's, a, but you know what? One of my favourite things in the world is leaving people better than you found them. And I think if you can state that also to leave in the world better than you found it, I I think that's, you know, really, really, really important to me. So um, being able to kind of do it in this way is, 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 is challenging me, but I do hope that there is value that I am able to bring to different types of people. No doubt. I just want to find an Instagram post that I scrolled past before we got online together from an account uh, do you follow girls who, girls that invest it's just a little meme thing oh, uh, one of the richest women i've ever met has zero limiting beliefs from when she was a teenager i saw how she'd get an idea in an industry she knows nothing about she'd find the right people to teach her she'd read and learn into it and just figure it out and i was wondering if you have no limiting beliefs whatsoever for this project what will it become? What are your hopes for it? Uh, if there are no limiting beliefs, I, I, I hate to put another quote in this, but there's a Maya Angelou quote that talks about, I'm at home wherever I belong. And um, the ambition for story is when you open it, you're at home. So, because you belong and you're able to find your journeys and other people's and take inspiration from other people uh so you're at home so it would be great to fulfill that ambition and that vision of once you open storia you're home what would your advice be to someone who has an idea and who wants to maybe venture into a new space for them how how do you get the courage if that's the right word yeah i love that word courage is we talk a lot about fear we don't talk enough about courage because fear it doesn't matter who you are if you don't have fear, you're probably not thinking big enough. It does, it's not, it doesn't scare you. So courage is where it's at. And we talk a lot about confidence as well. I wouldn't say like I have masses of like, you know, I've always been, you know, a confident child or I've always had, I would say, a real sense of self or who I am. I think my um, my advice is just focus on courage. Just do dip, Just do small things every day. You know, when we look at our big goals, they feel very, very overwhelming. If someone said to me when I was at HSBC, um, in my corporate work, in marketing, typing away, doing campaigns, that in the next five years, you're gonna write five books, you're gonna have been on how many podcasts, you're gonna da 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 da, you'll be Financial Times columnist, you'll be Comlissa Grazia, you would have done this, you would have, you know, then you're gonna be starting an app and then you and you won't know what you're doing, but you, you figure it out, then you're gonna raise money. I would be exhausted. I would just be like, oh my God, like, this sounds great, but how, how am I gonna do it? And so if you just don't get overwhelmed by the how, just, be more grounded in the little things that you can do every single day to move the needle. And I say things such as like reading an article that inspires you about someone's journey, listening to a podcast. Like you, when I, when I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do in the next phase of my career, I knew I didn't want to write books day in, like, you know, year in, year out. I knew I wanted a new challenge. I wasn't sure exactly what that challenge would be. So, I wanted to, I know I wanted to be an entrepreneur, like in the entrepreneurship space, didn't think I'd be building a startup. I didn't know what exactly I would be doing. So what I did was 
right? Look at the people I admired. You know, there's Cassandra, who's a founder of Propicorn. I remember listening to her podcast. I listened to every single podcast she was on. I devoured it. I was so interested in her mindset. I listened. So people underestimate how much those things make a difference. Um, then every time I had like an insp- something that came to me, I would just write it down. I would note it down. And then over time, what you find is they start to ladder up into a vision and into a mission. So you do not need to be overwhelmed by the big stuff. Just focus on the small stuff and things you can do every single day. Just move the needle, small, small, small. And before you know it, you can be sitting with five books. You don't know how you got there. You'd be sitting with this and that. And then you just be like, oh my gosh, you just, yeah. So one thing my friend, my best friend always says to me on my birthday, she's, you know, she, it's like, she always says, gosh, you're, for your age, like she was, she was like, if you stopped doing anything, if you stopped, for the next five years you still be doing really well for your age so and it's so, and i always and it's, it's it's a running joke between us just saying that like you know we've accomplished very you know a lot of things that we're super proud of between us in in different stages of our careers but i think how we've done that is just doing the small things while every single day and set and being intentional it doesn't it just yeah and i think you'd be so surprised by how cultivating better habits and being more intentional really ladders up, ladders up into things that you, you'd be very like uh, surprised about in, in yourself. I love it. That's fantastic. And I was also just to end on your book uh, from 2021, The Reset, was about changing how we work and live. And I was mm. wondering whether being a founder at the moment and being in the thick of it is really stretching <laughs> your kind of, I don't know, work-life boundaries and like how it's, how it's going generally and how you're managing that yeah um i i think the number one thing is community that was the central thing with with um the reset it was even if you work from home remotely being present in your local high street like building relationships like i like whatever that looks like it is so important so whatever you're doing making sure that you are nurturing the relationships around you and you're connected with the people around you as much as possible. The community has to be in the center of how we work. We are social beings. And I think that we've gone through this period of the self individualism, like, you know, self, 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 self care, self this, that we've almost forgotten the we. And ultimately you can have everything in this world, but if you're doing it alone and if you're celebrating alone, it's not much fun. So it really is going to come down to how do you bring more community in your day, um, whatever that looks like. So with me, obviously being a founder, I'm a solo founder, so that has its challenges. Um, I've got an amazing team. Um, however, it cut the buck stops with me. So having people, you know, mentors around me who, and being intentional where, you know, putting calendar invites that you catch up with someone every three weeks. One of my, one of my founder, female founder friends, we catch up every Monday at four o'clock, like without fail, unless, you know, she's doing something, I'm doing something. We just move that to to another time in the week. And we really, and if we just were saying to each other, oh yeah, let's just catch up whenever, it will never be done. So we just put a calendar invite. And I would say those things have done amazing for my mental health, my clarity, just being able just to speak and just to feel heard and foreseen has been transformative. So whatever you're doing my biggest message to you is within your work within your career find space to connect with others community digital as well as like um physical it is super transformative and that's where i get the most 
best ideas, creativity and collaboration. So I, yeah, I think that being an author really exposed me to the benefits of that. And I, and I think tech could do with much more collaborative and um, community approach. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. There we go. Permission granted to spend more time with people in a way that is off the clock. It's not billable, but it is worth every single penny to your business and mental health. We've never talked about loneliness on the show, I don't think. We talked a lot about working alone, but not loneliness as such. I think there is shame attached to that word. But as a mum and solo worker, I definitely feel it. Most of us, even introverts, are social creatures and we definitely don't have all the answers we need. We need to work things through with other people. When we spend too much time in our own heads, that's where doubts kick in question ourselves don't we go and make connections for connections sake my valued listener please share this episode with your friends either on social media or just you know like tell them about it in the old-fashioned way and email me if you'd like to chat about the show listener feedback is golden message helen at helen-perry.co.uk that's all for now i've got another great conversation for you next week bye for now